Hey guys, it's Jennifer from the Shooter's Mindset. We are live with episode 396. We have our co-hosts here tonight. We've got Corey with us. How's it going, Corey? Really good. Uh, dry again. Dry again. Mm -hmm. It's just when you have a precision, precision rifle match that it's not dry. The Precision Rain Series reigns supreme. That's right. And our other co-host, Greg Cannon, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. And then our guest of the hour this week, who everyone really wants to hear from, is Grant Kunkel. How's it going, Grant? Going great. All right. So to get us started, just for anybody that's not familiar with you, if you could start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into shooting. Yeah. So I grew up on a six-acre farm in the middle of nowhere. So there wasn't much to do besides do stuff outside. Um, my dad always was an avid hunter, so I kind of just grew up in that. I got my first gun when I was four, started shooting, um, killed my first deer when I was six, um, just kept on shooting, hunting. Um, then I kind of got into competitive shooting probably, I think I was 15. Um, looked around on YouTube, saw videos of it, thought it looked like a lot of fun, um, started working, saving up money to buy guns I needed. And I started off at the Arkansas NSSF State Championship, which was a rank fire match. Awesome. Okay. Out in Arkansas. Yep. I lived in Arkansas for a little while. I like it here. A really long time ago. <laughs> There's some good precision people out there. My friend Greg Bell. Yeah. Mr. Gregory Bell. That's right. He just won tack. Did he win tack? Yeah, he won tack. One point, man. It was close. There was like 10 people in it, too. Hey, that's pretty good. Tack is either like it has some competition or there's two people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it was a who's who. <laughs> that's good if there were some, there were actually some people in there to have competition. So that's good. I see so, you gave a uh, RV, RV a nice paint job, too. <laughs> he did. He really did. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to send me a picture because I'm not sure what y'all are talking about. Gotcha. <laughs> um. So, so you started competing when you were 15. Yes. And then just kind of stuck with it. What all? Um. What all genres of shooting do you shoot now? Now I shoot pretty much anything I can find. So I'm mainly focused on USPSA right now. USPSA is still challenged, but I've shot Paris matches, um, sniper competitions, um, two gun, one tried three gun, haven't done it yet, trying to find a good three gun match to go to, but pretty much anything I can find. That's awesome. So you, you're not picky, you just whatever that has a gun, you'll, you'll go shoot it. I'm good for trying anything new, at least once. So if you had to rank them, since you have done some different ones, you had to rank them, starting with your favorite, not what you're best at, but like, what is your favorite one to shoot? What are they? That's a hard one. Um, favorite would probably be two gun. I really like two gun. Um, I like which two guns? Uh, PCSL is my favorite that I've shot so far. Okay. That actually puts out Utah. That's, I guess, cool. the only two-gun I've shot. 
but that'd be my favorite because kind of get long range, not really long range, longer range than USPSA. And I get shoot a pistol too. Um, probably next would be USPSA. Kind of like the running gun stuff, a little bit more than still challenge because a little bit more to it as a movement and shooting. And then probably go still challenge and then PRS. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. It's funny how I think I change what my favorite is, depending on what I'm really doing and having fun with. And then I get tired of one and then I go to something else and then it's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting how it goes that way. Do we have any lives? It looks like maybe. Oh, we've got a couple. William wants to know where you got your sweet frames from uh, Hunter's HD. That's actually an interesting story where I got those. I want a new pair of glasses. I went into Bass Pro Shop and those were the only ones that fit me. So I got them. Okay. And they were, uh, if I remember the story right, they're like a snowboarding goggle or something. Yes. So I live in Arkansas and the lady told me we aren't even supposed to have these because apparently there aren't a lot of snowboarders in Arkansas. So <laughs> I had one pair and I got them. <laughs> So it's not that Arkansas doesn't get cold weather and snow. It's that, what are you going to snowboard? Because it's completely flat. Depends on where you're at. If you're in North Arkansas, yeah. you can get a few hills. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. The, it's the Washita range, right? Yeah. Uh, Washita yeah. and a little bit of the Ozark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ozarks are freaking beautiful. Um, so I have a friend that has a place up there. And I mean, the hunting there in the fall just unreal dude yeah yeah so for people that don't know what what did you accomplish in steel challenge so back in 2021 i set the new world record with a time that probably about three years previous people didn't think was really possible um i shot okay. 397 the world record before that, for the fastest time ever shot, was a fifty-seven eighty. Um, so you shot, crushed it. That was the fast time. Run by rifle iron, which is what I set it in. The previous world record was sixty seconds. So that's nice. crazy. Four seconds is a really long time in shooting. Like people are like, "Oh wow, okay, four seconds." No, four seconds is a long time, and like. If you watch the Olympics and watch them run track, just like watch someone cross the finish line, count four seconds, and then, you know, how far behind that person would have to be. Like when you think of it like that, four seconds is an eternity. Yeah. Especially yeah. in still challenge. Right. Because you only get eight stages, right? It's mm -hmm. like 195 rounds total. Yep. Yeah. So when you set that record backing up, what is your training schedule like? Like, when did you start training for that during the year? How many rounds are you putting down range? Like, what is your practice schedule? Like, so how much work does that really take? That took more work than I have ever done on anything before. So I really started working a year and a half before in 2020. Okay. Um, shot world speed 2020. I uh, set the world record then, but Chris Barrett mm -hmm. beat me by just a little bit. Um, so after that, I I really got determined that 
I was going to win the next year. So it started the day I got back from Worlds at 2020. And I shot anywhere from three to a thousand rounds a day, every single day for 365 days. Um, it didn't matter if it was raining, snowing, I was outside practicing. So look, backing up for people that don't know like world speed, that's like multiple days of competition for someone at your level where you're not just shooting one entry, you're shooting multiple entries. It's a travel match. And so you've already trained up for that. And when you say you came home the next day and started training, that is not normal for people to do. Yeah, not really. You know, it's kind of fun to take a little bit of time off after you go right. like that. Yeah. So like previously, how, how much time would you take off? Like a couple months before you touch a gun for steel challenge again? Um, so really previous to that, I, I was about shooting almost every day year round for the past three years going up to that. I love steel okay. challenge. I love doing it. And it seemed like I always wasn't quite good enough and kept losing. So I, I didn't stop practicing really ever. But now I have kind of got where I do take a few months off after major matches, especially towards winter. Mm. That helps helps me stay motivated in the year, actually. I I can't agree with you more. Um, if I can ask, what are you doing all winter? Uh, honey. <laughs> I'm still shooting just different stuff. Yeah. <laughs> How, so what does your training look like for anybody that's like, I want to do that. I want to beat a world record. Like, do you dry fire? Do you live fire? How many hours a day? So in the past, especially the year that I was shooting to set the world record for world speed, I would do live fire for about an hour to two hours a day. Um, I kept a journal of what I was shooting, the stages that I was shooting, my times on them for that day, what the weather was like, um, what I noticed while I was shooting. So if I noticed I was shooting high right on a plate, I'd write that down. And I kept very detailed notes on everything that was going on when I practiced. Um, I'm not quite as organized now, especially in USPSA. I still practice probably about 30 minutes a day. I've never really dry fired, never was much into that. I like shooting real bullets. <laughs> so it hurts. It hurts every time. Every time. <laughs> so again, for people that that are kind of getting into the sport, this is very much on the far end of the, the I guess practice scale. When you say you don't dry fire, that's kind of surprising because not, like I'd say most people 90 percent of their practice is dry fire yeah so do you think it's like this this massive advantage to have a place where you can walk out your back door and train or do you think you could have accomplished everything you did in dry fire uh both so it is definitely advantage being able to literally open up my door and start shooting because i live in the middle yeah. of nowhere like I said so i practice at my house it's like 100 yards have to walk 100 yards to get there um as of dry firing, I think to a certain extent, yes, you can get just as good dry firing as long as you mix in live fire. You can get probably 75% of it dry fire. Okay. If you were doing it correctly. But not nearly as much fun. 
No, no, he's not near. <laughs> True story. Y'all got any more lives? Um, yeah, so William wants to know, have you ever worn uh, bib overalls at a match? Uh, probably referencing a cold match. No, I have not. I have, well, I have actually. So I'm still trying uh -huh. and it was like 33 degrees and rainy, and I did. Nice. Yeah, I'm not Tire that champions. <laughs> so I have to ask, when you were shooting all of those rounds getting ready, how many in a year, if you know, how many rounds did you shoot that year? Um, very rough estimate, probably about a hundred thousand. Wow. Yeah. So that that's putting rounds in mags. That's presumably cleaning. You can say you might have cleaned it once with a water hose. But the amount of time that that takes and the amount of just physical pulling the trigger is not, that's not normal. That's insane. The main insane. thing was loading mags. Loading 100,000 rounds in 22 mags is not fun at all. <laughs> Do you have a mag loader, Grant? I don't believe mag loaders. They're, they're stupid. <laughs> I, I did have extremely large calluses on my thumbs, though. Wow. I'm so That's proud of you. Rounds a week. I had uh, my last steel challenge match that I shot. I had the greatest mag loader ever. I got a new gun, and uh, my brother came into town and wanted to. We wanted to do some competition, so I was like, "Yeah, I just shoot my gun," and then I think we convinced Jennifer to come and shot my gun. And then a couple that I worked with wanted to come and they shot my gun. And then the match director's gun went down and he shot my gun. I didn't load it in a single mag the entire match. It was great. There was like eight people shooting one pistol, like our whole squad. Why did I shoot your pistol? I have my own 22. Because mine had a dot. I hate dot. Are you sure I shot that? I don't think I shot that. I don't like dots. I like irons. That a girl. Yeah. Do that, Grant. All I do when it's a dot, I still look for the front sight instead of the dot. I my my brain doesn't like looking for a dot. I don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I I shoot. I was talking with a coworker about that today. I shoot iron sight pistols better than dot pistols because I don't shoot the pistol with a dot very much. Yeah. Me too. Grant, what about you? Are you an irons guy or a dot guy? I don't use the bumpy things. I don't know what those are. <laughs> <laughs> the on it, it. Oh. So what gun do you shoot? Talk gear a little bit. Okay, so for rimfire, I shoot about 14 rifles. Um, I went through a bunch of different rifles and the Valporson is the only one that would run 99.9% of the time, whether I cleaned it or not. So I kind of stuck with that one. Um, Pistol-wise, I shoot a CWA for a 22 pistol built off around a 2011. Um, so it feels a lot like my centerfire gun. Um, same frame-mounted sight, um, spy tracker, trigger of 2011, everything like that. Um, for my Centerfire pistol, I shoot a Nighthawk custom TRS comp, which is 2011. Um, 
most of the time, I go back and forth from slide ride to frame mounted, depending on what I'm shooting, red dots. And then for PCC, I shoot uh, Palmo State Armoring ARV, um, which is probably my favorite gun. One of my favorite guns. Um, and then those are like my main guns that I shoot. And then getting into like some of the PR, or not necessarily PRS, but sniper stuff, I shoot a Bagara um, MG Light. That is a, a, a wide variety of all awesome firearms. Yeah, I like it. So uh, you also work at a gun shop, right? I do. Is it uh, hard to explain to like the average Joe walking in kind of what you've accomplished as a shooter? Uh, yes. I normally don't ever bring that up. I have a few times there were a few people that um, were extremely annoying and kept talking to me like I was an idiot. So that's the only time I ever brought that up. But normally I don't really talk about it. The people I work with do. But the few times I have, it is extremely hard for me to explain what I do. Because everybody just goes to, oh, you shoot like skeet or trap. That's what they know. So it's kind of hard telling them exactly what I do. It is, I think it's hard in general. Like at my job, some people know that I shoot. Well, most people know now. But when I first got this job, people would know that I shot and they would say something to somebody else and they'd be like, you, you do what? You, you like you do you kill things do you, like what do you do I'm like no I shoot steel on paper <laughs> yeah yeah I, I I agree to people that have no experience in in shooting sports when they find out you're a competitive shooter you know they think like you know especially being a, a PRS shooter they're like oh so like you know you shoot like a thousand yards from a bench right I'm like um no not, not not quite that it's a little bit more fun yeah well and then they're like were you in the military I'm like no well like were you a police officer no and then they're like well then why do you do it I'm like because it's fun <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell people yeah. I do it because I can't throw and I can't catch <laughs> no sports ball I know sports ball I definitely know yeah. sports ball Last time no, I tried to... like to your question, Greg, I think a lot of people don't understand, you know, when, when Grant says he's shooting a couple thousand rounds, uh, you know, a day, 5,000 rounds of ammo is like 42 pounds, right? And when you're talking like 22. So when you're talking like that much ammo, that's, that's how much kind of lead you're putting down range. That's how much you're putting those mags it's a weird perspective to think like a hundred thousand rounds to like a guy that, you know, might shoot 20 rounds a year, 30 rounds a year to sight in deer rifles or, you know, whatever he's doing sport shooting. Mm -hmm. um, do you ever like get the guy that just, he, he, you see the light click, like, wait, you did what? Yes, for sure. Um, mainly when they see a video, or you explain a little bit more like I shot five different targets in 1.1 seconds or whatever is when they were like, oh, wow, that's actually like impressive. Like that's fast. But that was the first time video. that I truly hated you, by the way. <laughs> you did 1.1 <laughs> seconds on smoking hope. 
You're not bitter, are you? It's it's so incredibly impressive to see like an athlete in a shooting sport do something that like I don't even think is possible, right? Um, so like I used to have this conversation with Matt, like Grant, you met Matt at Area Four. Oh, yeah. it, it's always kind of cool to like wonder if you expand the population of athletes that come into the shooting sports, what is possible? And then to see you do that at the match, I was like, well, you wouldn't pick Grant out as an athlete, but you're almost purpose built for that sport, right? Like your reaction time, what was your first shot on that? Uh, usually like a three flat point zero or point three. Right. So like my that's crazy. My best shot is like a point six. So you you've already cut my reaction time in half. So when we say like athlete, like that that really is what we mean. Like when we say like take a normal person and take an Olympian and put them side by side, like what Jen was talking about, like count four seconds. It's crazy to see like that level of shooter. And it's really hard to explain to people like, what the hell does that mean? Like, yeah, I'm three times as fast as you with my first shot. What? So with how much ammo you shoot, where do you get your ammo from? And how much do you get at a time? So a lot of different places. Well, what I don't get from federal directly I got at the gun store workout, which is kind of how I started working there, was they were like, wow, this kid is buying a lot of ammo because they would order, I don't know how much ammo they would, they go where they just order a pallet and then I'd slowly buy it from them. But um, not long after I started shooting, they started selling it to me just a little bit above cost, which was awesome because it made it where I could actually do that. So Arigo's Gun Hot Springs, Arkansas is where I bought most of it. Um, so I got sponsored by Federal and then they helped me quite a bit. That is awesome. I wasn't sure if you were if you had like a roll up door put in the side of the house so that the forklift could drop the pallet at a time or pretty much. <laughs> Did you get weirded out the first time you got a pallet of ammo delivered? Oh yeah. 100 okay. <laughs> percent It's really weird. Where do you store all of that? So I have everything in my room, which probably isn't the best idea. If the house ever catches on fire, I'm just gonna run because I have like sixty thousand rounds of ammo and powder and primers and everything else. So yeah. Wow. We'll discuss offline. <laughs> <laughs> oh you can dear. you can store some of that here if you'd like. I, you know, if you want to bring 10 or 20 or 30,000 rounds over. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're about at the midpoint of the show. Remember, if you're watching us live on Facebook, ask any questions you may have in the comment section of the video, and we'll ask it live on air. Other ways to catch us, you can always check back to the Shooter's Mindset Facebook page. The videos stay up there forever. We usually upload to all the podcast apps the night after the show. And then finally, everything eventually ends up on the Shooter's Mindset YouTube page. So that's a great place great place to look up past episodes that's right check them all out so grant one of my favorite things about the shooting sports is getting new shooters involved <clears throat> because i think it's so fun and i think that steel challenge is a great place to start shooters out right because they're not having to run around with the gun they can stand still if they don't have a holster they can start at low ready 
Um, I think it's very family friendly and um, just a great way to introduce people. So if you had people that were like, oh, maybe I want to do this, what advice would you give them to get started in it? Um, don't be scared. Um, ask a ton of questions. Go watch matches. There aren't any stupid questions. Nobody's born knowing anything. So no matter how, just don't be afraid to ask stuff. Go watch matches. Um, borrow people's guns and stuff. Nobody will ever mind if you ask to borrow their gun shoot matches or try stuff out because there is a lot of gear to use and not all of it works for everybody and it's a whole lot easier trying to figure out what you like before you start spending thousands of dollars on stuff that you realize doesn't work and you don't like so get out talk to people that are shooting matches watch them um, try their stuff out figure out what you want and then just start shooting um, shooting and then dry firing is a great way to get better um, I don't have the patience for it, but if you do, it's a great way to get better. Um, and then just get out and practice and shoot and have fun. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people, yeah, I think a lot of people are real apprehensive about um, getting started. And then once they go to their first match, they're usually like, oh, wow, everybody's really nice and helpful and it's not so scary. Um, yeah occasionally you'll have a jersey shooter that's kind of annoying but for the i mean 99.999% of the shooting community is just good people that want to help you out and loan you gear or do whatever i mean i can't i can't count the number of matches that someone has had something happen either their ammo wasn't working or their gun something happened or you know their bag breaks or something and everybody's always willing to share and even ammo you know you think like well people aren't going to give me their ammo you know and they're like here take 50 rounds and and shoot this because yours is not working well so I agree I think not being scared is a good uh piece of advice so actually going back to my first match I shot halfway through it my gun broke um and it was actually Cole Bush and his dad were there never met him before never seen him before like oh well, we have the same gun, so here, I got to go shoot, but here, take my gun, take parts off of it, see what you can do, make it work. So I actually got through the match shooting somebody else's gun that they just gave me and had no clue who I was. So there are a lot of super nice people out there that'll help you do anything. Yeah, and, yeah. and make sure, uh, always make sure to let people know that you're a newbie. You know, you don't, you know, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to show up and everyone thinks that I'm a total noob, but like, literally just show up and you know when you meet your squad be like i've never done this before guys so and then before you know it like the entire squad is going to be giving you non-stop advice and you know throwing gear at you here try this try that try this yeah so uh what were both your worst and your best um match experiences not so much finishes and it could be finishes but like the best thing that's ever happened in a match you were at, you were at, and then the worst thing. Well, I haven't had too many bad ones. Um, probably anything with too many bad ones. My gun breaking would be the worst. I've had a few that those happen not long after I started shooting. Um, probably the best match would have to be World Speed that I won. That was that was a special match. Just being able to actually do that and all the work that went into it and then being able to see it pay off, that would have to be the best. Worst, I really don't have a bad one. We've all been pretty good. You've never had really bad weather? 
I can tell you're not shooting a lot of PRS then. but i got to go shoot so i was having fun so probably the worst weather was in georgia i shot still challenge match in georgia and we actually didn't get to finish the match because it rained so much and the wind blew that there was i think a good foot and a half water covering the entire range and trees blew down so that but i got really good food out of it so where is that at it was in Georgia. It was three or four years ago. I don't know where it was at. It was near Atlanta. I think so. At South River. Uh, <laughs> Might have been. I don't remember, but I know there was. A, I still have red clay on stuff from that match. I don't know how it's followed me around. So I think I must have the worst luck. When I shot three gun, I shot the lady three gun match, and that was in the middle of a hurricane. Not exaggerating literally a hurricane was hitting the coast and we were two hours inland I guess Uh, but of course when a hurricane hits it doesn't just turn around and go back out in the ocean it continues up and so we shot the first day and it was so it was raining so hard and it was so muddy that I will never forget this Uh, I was riding around with Corinne Mosier in her car and the shotgun stage they had like all these clays out in the field right you know you have to go reset we would go out there to reset and literally would get stuck in the mud I mean our feet not a car our feet would get stuck in the mud (laughs) and we would have to pull each other out and then that person was stuck and then you pull them out and like literally our shoes were just sucking down into the mud so then that night, uh, when I got back to the hotel, I took my shotgun apart and literally water like poured out of it. Like it was <laughs> awful. And then the next day we woke up and we went down there and they were like, we're not going to be able to shoot today because the range is flooded. And it was the whole range. Like you could not, it was at the Clinton house. You could not get through. Uh, it was totally flooded. Um and so we ended up not shooting that day. And so we all went and got pedicures. <laughs> Me and Jana Reed. I think Corinne went with oh. anyway, we all went and got um pedicures. Oh wow. Old so, school Jana Reeves. Yeah, that tells you how long ago that was. Yeah. Long time. So ago. uh what what's the kind of the craziest thing you've done outside of a match? Like you you stack a lot of matches back to back to back, but you've also done some stuff that like outside of matches that's semi shooting related that's a little bit insane too. Um, probably as a shooting aspect, the most impressive thing that I still look back on today was. So we live on a six-acre farm. That's in the middle of nowhere. We're surrounded by national forests, and there are crows in our field. And I have a, just, I, I hate crows. Like I can't stress that I hate crows. <laughs> everywhere else that I go, they'll sit there while you walk by. Here, you can crack a window and they fly off. And so I snuck around the house, and they took off flying. And I shot one with my AR flying at a hundred yards. So <laughs> I still think that has to be one of the best things I've ever done. I, I probably couldn't do it again. And I probably never will happen again, but I can say I did it once on with one <laughs> shot. That is a hella impressive. That is. <laughs> so competition hunting, you only get to pick one. What are you doing for the rest of your life? 
competition. I get to shoot more doing that than I do hunting, and I like shooting. We're going yeah. to competition. Um, what's your favorite game to hunt? Uh, it depends. So, the beginning of duck season, it's ducks until I get extremely bored of waking up at three in the morning and not killing very many ducks. Then it would have to be coyotes, probably, because I can do that at night with thermal and stuff and don't yeah. have to wake up yeah. Speaking of coyotes, you got a pretty unique coyote. I did. I got a black one. This first. Yeah. I think I've seen one. I think it was the same coyote that I killed. Saw it like a week before while I was driving. Mm -hmm. That was the first one I saw. And I wasn't getting coyote honey. I was sitting in the house working. Um, I was off work that day because it was snowing and icing. And sitting at the table doing stuff on my computer. Um, my dad looks outside. He's like, oh, the deer take off running and he looks and sees this black coyote running across the field so i grab my ar run outside it's about 320 yards i thought it was a little bit further i thought it was at 400 my first shot yeah. she, and it goes right over its back and it takes off running so then i adjust for elevation and i shoot and I hit right behind it so then it slows down just a little bit and i shoot again and i hit it like perfect and it pretty much nice. just cracks nice so for people not familiar, black coyotes are some of the coolest looking animals ever, right? They're not like true black. They're kind of like a deep, dark, dark, blackish brown. But when you have a wall hanging mount, or I've seen a few jackets made out of black coyote, it's one of the most interesting furs you'll ever see. Yeah. And then that one's actually going in the gun scar workout. So if you're ever in hot springs, nice. it's fun. Come to Rigo's Guns and you can see one. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent plug, my man. So the last hunting question, right? Cold weather hunting or warm weather fishing? I would have to go with warm weather hunting of fish. Bow fishing at night with thermals <laughs> has to be the best. Really? Bow yeah. fishing at night with thermals. Well, we can try. <laughs> you know how to shoot a bow? I do. I can shoot a bow most of the time. Okay. Yeah. Bow fishing was a lot harder, so I've only got to do it once. But the water and the angles and the fish, it doesn't work out that great. And I only hit one out of like the hundred times I shot at him. But it was fun. <laughs> I've heard both of those. <laughs> I'd tell you one thing I am not good at shooting, and that is a bow. I literally missed the broadside of a barn with, with one before. So we had an interesting bow hunt with a friend uh kind of in between nationals i didn't know how to shoot a bow and i wasn't aware that grant knew how to shoot a bow so we were alone to crossbow and i i didn't really feel like shooting much of anything but i found out how much grant likes hunting when he woke up early to try to get a relatively large buck that was spotted in a field <laughs> it was so cold that how many layers did you have on all of them and i didn't have very many but i had all of them <laughs> <laughs> and i believe you were borrowing a hat <laughs> oh yeah that hat saved my life <laughs> i'd probably still be frozen to death in that tree without that hat <laughs> so, so you're not a fan of cold it's understandable because you're relatively in shape you don't have a lot of what uh, people will call hunter's insulation um but it, it was pretty frigid cold 
like 20 degrees in the morning? Yeah, probably. It was actually. Yeah. It was like 27. And you're you're a big fan of mornings? Oh, I love them. No, I can't stand yeah. I hate one. <laughs> hey, we could be friends because I hate cold weather and I hate mornings. So They're the two definitely. worst things ever. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I yeah. used to have a um a doormat that said, My two favorite things are guns and sleeping in. Are you sure you want to ring the bell? <laughs> That's a good one. Brenna Swang feels that on a very emotional level. <laughs> what, the cold or the morning? No, ringing the doorbell and waking oh. everyone in the house up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not good. Is there another live? Uh, Prentice Wink said hello. Hey, Prentice. Hey. Um, William wants to start a little bit of smack talk, apparently. He wants to know your furthest shots confirmed on a full-size IPSC plate with a PCC. Uh, confirmed by who? Uh, con confirmed can by you hit the plate, Grant. <laughs> uh, I have hit plates at 380 yards with my PCC. Okay. And that was solid. all out of the field, so it wasn't the first shot. Like, I walked it in there, but I have hit As it. That you far. have to. <laughs> how, how high did you have to hold? Uh, all actual, the way up. Yeah, all the way up. Actual feet above the target probably would have been... 40 probably yeah, if I take like a long way so, yeah, I was above the tree line <laughs> okay so the first time you do that does that freak you out like when you're holding above the berm above the trees and you just like no it's not going to go over them so again I live border national forest where it's national forest forever so I literally can't shoot past where there's nothing so no <laughs> okay I'm so jealous of that <laughs> oh, so William wanted to start some shit. Uh, he followed up with my longest hit with a PCC. Uh, Jen, have you been to our range with the 500 yard burn? No. So we have a big uh, 24 inch circle uh, and a 500 yard burn. And uh, like Grant, we walked it in and we had three people spotting. <laughs> but to, to your point, um, there's an 1100 yard burn. Uh, and I was holding well above the tree line behind that to hit that. That's crazy. Yeah, but you could definitely hear it. I bet so. Me and uh, or Haywood and myself at the Guardian match at Arena, we were uh, we decided that what we were gonna we were both working the match, so we decided our toys for the weekend were gonna be suppressed uh 22 ARs so we both had our 1522s out there or no I have my Tidman and we had a little bit of a lull and we're like I want to shoot steel what can we shoot that's steel and like the angle that we the closest pistol targets we'd be like throwing stuff towards other people so we're like all right there's a rifle target it was 420 yards with a with a 22 AR with little dots on it and we're just like, all right, we're going to shoot this thing. And we just took turns. And eventually we we mortared them in there with our little dots at 400-something yards on a 22 AR. It's kind of cool, right? It's fun. We, we did, I did a thing. Yeah. I'll tell you, if you really 
want to try something like cowboy get a like a 357 38 uh, lever gun with like iron sights and shoot like 300 yards on a plate it is a blast <laughs> i happen to know somebody that just bought one of those we'll have to do that there you go my uh my only i don't have a pcc or any cool toys like that my biggest I guess long shot that wasn't rifle was um we had to shoot a pistol 125 yards. Oh the boat. I hit that thing twice. With not a lot of rounds. Yeah. But I couldn't hardly see it. People are like, where were you holding on the target? And I'm like, yes. The dot, <laughs> like, my front side covered the entire target. I aimed a little high. Held my breath and prayed. I don't know. My freaking you call it. My uh, my dot covered the entire berm of the lake. Yeah, it was cool. Oh. It was like across a lake, and there was an ipsick, and you couldn't really see where you missed. I mean, it, it was like wet leaves behind it. I mean, if you hit really low, you'd hit water, but then you can't tell if you really hit water or if you hit the whole you know somewhere in the vicinity and the splash got it you know it was fun that was yeah i don't have a pcc i need to get one they're fun mm -hmm. that would be fun is that all the lives yeah that's everything live now we're just talking about what we've had that plate with <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Grant, how does it feel to have the second best beard on the team? Mm, at least it's second. I feel like <laughs> my age. So who has who first? I, I do want to know who's first. Who's first? Yes. Well, I don't know, Grant. Who do you think is first? Definitely not you. <laughs> yeah, definitely not me. <laughs> Who do you think's first, Grant? I don't know. It's always Jason. Always Jason. Yeah. <laughs> always Jason. We might need to see a picture of this beard so we can be the judge. Mm, I will. I will gladly. Or I will agree. I will gladly agree. Even his beats mine. Yeah, you've met Jason before. Jason, who though? Spradling. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't yeah. know there's. Waller, there's Jason Spradling, there's like a lot of Jasons. Jasons are kind of yeah. like Jeff. There's more than one person named Jason? Yeah. Oh, uh, not to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's like there's quite a few Corys. Yeah, but it's like K-O-R-I and they're all girls. No, Corey Bogus. Jenna. Got Alan people, girl. Said, come try it. Alan Coleman said, come and try his JP5. I should. Alan. You let me shoot it for Steel Challenge, Alan. If he won't, you can run mine. Alan You're lives a little, a little bit closer. You're a little far <laughs> away, Corey. <laughs> that would be like a plane ride. <laughs> Not an easy, easy one. So, Grant, what goals do you have for 2023? I mean, you, you broke this world record. Did you say, okay, I'm going to hang it up now and just kind of like have fun? Or do you have more goals in mind that you want to beat? 
Um, yeah, there's still challenge. I probably don't have too much kind of. I'm going to shoot still challenge world speed, but it isn't my main focus right now. Um, really focus on USPSA. I want to want to get better at that. And probably my goals would be improving on what I did terrible at last year. So being more efficient in stages, stage planning, um, and shooting faster and hitting better, which kind of seems ironic isn't that what we all want to do? But that's kind of my goal for this year. And those are good goals. Shoot faster and hit more stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious on your training. Um, have you planned out your year and specifically like where you intend to address kind of what you said you, were your deficiencies last year? Um, are you doing anything different with your practice schedule? Anything with your movement? So Mainly what I'm doing this different this year is I kind of went back to keeping a notebook, keeping track of what I'm doing so I can be more organized and look back on and see I shot this at this time and did this um, so I can tell what parts I'm improving on. And also right. doing that, I have created my own kind of little match type thing. I've created stages and stuff. I have wrote down the measurements and everything set up so I can shoot them and keep track of time and hits and everything to see how I am doing to mark improvement. And then also have stages set up that I can work on each one of those aspects that I'm keeping track of. It's kind of mainly what I'm focusing on and just doing that throughout the year and adding to those as I go along. So if I shoot and realize I have improved a lot on being more efficient while moving and shooting and not standing still, but I'm really bad at this, I will add more of those into it. Okay. So a lot more data-driven kind of practice and getting back to kind of the, the rigorous detailed notes. Yes. So that yeah. is very unfun, but if you do half as much practice like that, you'll get 10 times more benefit from it than just going out and shooting. I 100% agree. It mm -hmm. is very unfun. It is very hard for people to also keep themselves accountable. Um, but also working on what you're bad at pays off, like you're saying, 10 times as much as just hitting splits. All those splits get chicks, so there's that. <laughs> Everybody wants to um, do what they're good at, you know, because that's what's fun to go and like, you know, burn it down on the things you're good at. And then it's like, oh, I don't want to practice that. You know, like I remember um, shooting USPSA, people that never practiced one hand shooting. And then they go to the match and they're like, oh, I hate this. And it's like, well, do you practice it? No, I hate it. <laughs> well, you're going to keep hating it if you don't practice it. You'll hate it even if you do practice it. I hate one-handed shooting. <laughs> Same here. It's all right. Everybody hates it. So the, the playing field is even with it, I feel like. You know what's really odd, though, is I always shot better. I am right-handed. And I shoot right-handed, but I did better one-hand shooting with my left hand than my right. And I don't know if it's because I grip so hard with my left and, and I keep my right kind of relaxed and I grip with my left. So I don't know if it's because mm -hmm. I, when I'm only doing left, I'm gripping harder. I, I don't know what it is. Or if I'm just more careful because it's my left hand, I'm not sure. But right, I can spray all over. It looks like a shotgun pattern. And left, I am more, I don't know, I just... I shoot better with it. It's weird. 
I've noticed something similar, and I, I actually did write this down over a couple different matches. Um, specifically in PRS is where I noticed it first, but I pay more attention to the fundamentals of a trigger pull with my uh, left hand or non-dominant hand. Um, that's something that I definitely paid attention to in pistol afterwards, and I think it made a pretty big difference in carry optics, especially with the dot. Mm, I can imagine. Yeah. Finding the dot with your offhand. And USPSA, what division do you shoot and what classification are you? Um, I mainly shoot PCC and I'm Grandmaster. Very fun. You did play an open though. You're going to split open your time in open? Fun. Everybody wants to make fun of PCC for cheating. Open is the real cheater. Like you just pull the trigger really fast, you get twice as many points, and it's easy. The That's gun doesn't move down. It like, doesn't. Oh no, just relax your hand. That's you dipping the gun down, fighting the yeah. recoil. <laughs> really fast. Gun doesn't move. Get twice as many points. I still hate that you're able to get like 12 and 11 splits on a gun that you literally picked up at nationals. You just gotta slap the trigger. Well, there's <laughs> slap the trigger. Slap it harder and faster. Slap it harder. <laughs> I still want one of the MPA pistols. Mm -hmm. I think those are pretty sweet. I almost won one, almost, except that I'm really terrible at cornhole. This oh. is sad. These things are for winners. No. I'm horrible at cornhole too. <laughs> Back terrible. to why I shoot. I should Back shoot. Back to why I shoot. Throw bean bags for I, sure. I, I know cornholes. I know throw. Um, <laughs> William wants to know if you think a sub 50 second in steel challenge is possible. 100%. I think we haven't even got close to what is actually possible. Um, because let's just go to what I have shot on. So I have shot a 111 string at Worlds, but not all four or five of them were that I had one of those 118 120 or whatever but if you can do it once you can do it five times in a row so if you take the fastest strings or the fastest string off every single stage and add them together it's going to be a whole lot faster and I think if you can do it once you can do it five times in a row mm -hmm. and you can always get just a little bit faster so I think sub 50 is very easily possible I think there is a limit there but I don't think we're close to it so what do you yeah. think is going to bring us to that point? Do you think it's going to be, you know, somebody just practicing more and getting more consistent? Is it going to be somebody with superhuman skills or is it going to be like a technological evolution, the next version of the red dot or something that gets I us think, there? I think there's going to be two things. I think time, because if you just look at the trend of times from even just five years ago, what was a winning time at Worlds was... 64, 65, now wouldn't even get you in the top 20. Um, just that trend of every generation gets just a little bit better because they have to. So 10 years ago, you didn't have to shoot a 54 or whatever to be in the top 10 or win. You could shoot a 68 and do it. So as long as the new kids coming up or anybody coming up and shooting it, see what the top times are and what they have to do and realize that they can and having somebody who's dedicated enough and wants to put in the work to be able to do it 
are going to be the two things. Why do, yeah. why do y'all think sports have evolved like they have? Do you think that we are all just getting better reaction times? Or do you think it's just seeing someone get that lower time pushes you to to uh, to try to achieve it? Because if you look at sports in general, like on Facebook, all these old Olympic videos come up and I'm like, I mean, all of it, gymnastics, ice skating, track and field, people were slower. They weren't doing as many, you know, they couldn't do as many turns and all that stuff and ice skating. Like the evolution of what used to be the top is like, mediocre now on almost all sports like shooting track and field all of it and I'm always curious like are we just like our bodies are getting better or is it just that people see that as an attainable goal or before in their mind they didn't see it as such so they didn't try for it you know Mm, it's it depends on how established the sport has been so, for example, steel challenges a sport is very young, right? Um, like Grant was saying, like five years ago, and especially in the centerfire sport, most guys pick up shooting as an adult, right? BJ was one of the very few guys that picked it up as a kid-ish. Um, JJ and guys like that, they pick it up as a kid. So I think it's a combination of how young athletes will start picking it up and their rate of learning as a, as a child versus as an adult and the amount of information they can skip over with a proper coach and how much information has already been kind of learned by previous generations. So you, you reach kind of an inflection point of how much you can teach someone and how much they can skip over and how much they can learn. And that'll kind of be the end goal of like what is really attainable. But to Grant's point, I mean, like, how old is Kenny? He's like 15, but he's, yeah, he's exceptionally fast, dedicated, and again, built for kind of this sport. He's extremely quick. So I don't think you've seen anywhere close to 70% of what is possible in shooting yet. I think you're right. I think it's going to keep getting faster and faster. I mean, yeah. I, I think also the the coaches and the the information gatherers who can, you know, spend 10, 20 years in a sport, learn everything there is to know, and then uh, you know, condense that down and feed it on to the next generation. I think that's a big help. But I also kind of agree with what Jen was saying about, you know, like if the the record is 60 seconds and you set your goal on 58 and you make that and then somebody else you know sees that and then they set their goal and it goes on and on and we we kind of push each other to it you know right the four minute mile effect right mm -hmm. one person does it and then all of a sudden people know it's possible Mm -hmm. yeah interesting are there more lives Uh, yeah that good huh <laughs> as Corey debates do yeah. this so william did say that the uh combined sum of all current world records across any division is 50.27 
So I think yeah. one other thing you can look at is that is the overall stage time for each world record. If you went off of four strings of the best string of those, it would be a lot yeah. faster than that. Yeah, definitely. I think especially on yeah, you know, like outer limits, when you hit it perfect, you can save a ton of time. Yeah. And like you don't hit it perfect every time. No one hits that perfect every time. No. I think yeah. I think if you did the best string off those, it'd probably be close to 48. Yeah. And again, records that people thought were incredible three years ago are now average time. But my record that I shot three years from now will probably be like uh average time for anybody. Like as long as people keep shooting, they're gonna keep getting better at it because they have to. Yeah. Except center fire iron sighted pistols. There will never be another BJ. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all the lives? I think I so, believe yeah. so. Okay. I think we can wrap it up to shout outs. We usually do shout outs. Um, we will let Corey go first. Uh, so, Texas Precision Matches for getting me my dream job, Prince Wayne. We'll hook you up. Uh, Webat for keeping my cheeks comfortable with their mini stock pad. JP Rifles for this amazing steel challenge rifle. Federal for primers shipped straight to the door. Vortex Optics for optics that I'm not worried about breaking. Hunter's HD Gold for the Bitch and Shades and Ben Steger Pro Shop. All right. Greg, how about you? I have GSL suppressors, my favorite little pew quieters, shooters and sharpshooters of Augusta, our local indoor and outdoor ranges. PDC Custom, hope oh, that's not one back there tonight, but the most beautiful rifle chassis known to man. Uh, Shooter's World Powder, um, Hunter's HD Gold, make my blind self less blind, and uh, Fix It Six. All right, Grant, you got any shout outs? Yeah, so Rigo's Gun Store in Hot Springs, Arkansas. They helped me a ton, plus the best gun store in Arkansas. Um, Vortex for being the best optics out there and having the best warranty ever. And best people to work with. They're awesome people. Um, Nighthawk Custom for again having the best guns made in Arkansas. Not just best guns made in Arkansas. Best guns ever, but they are also made in Arkansas. Hunter's HD Gold, um, Palmetto State Armor for making the best PCC, even better than JP540. Um <laughs> yeah, and Federal, of course, for the awesome ammo. <laughs> best factory ammo. That's awesome. Uh, a whole hundred thousand rounds of it too yeah uh, that's what i need a hookup like that <laughs> all right and then for me i just want to shout you out grant for coming on and spending a couple of hours of your tuesday night with us i know everybody has busy lives so we appreciate our guests coming on and talking about shooting and how to get new shooters in and all that good stuff so we appreciate that and i hope you I'm rooting for you to get a sub 50. Thanks. Keep on uh, practicing. And, and when you do that, we'll have to have you get back on to talk about it. <laughs> Working for it. That's right. So with that, that'll be a wrap for episode 396. And we will be back in a couple of weeks because next week is Valentine's Day. And I'm going out to dinner, I think. So we will see y'all in a couple of weeks um, for our next episode.